2: well he's the voice of rugby isn't he sky sport commentator world rugby commentator ken laban uh, is joining us for our super rugby weekly chat on a monday we look forward to chatting with you every weekend thank you for your time let's get straight into it and continue that conversation about tony brown because aucklanders and blues fans are very excited what sort of influence and impact do you think tony brown can have on this team uh, in this consulting role
0: uh, well, thanks for having me, um, Kirst. And um, but, you know, well, from a Tony Brown perspective, to if we were to try to get um, try to get some sort of quantification of um, how good he's going to be in his new role with the Blues, you only have to look at where his, where he's been in recent times, and um, and how he's coached. Um, we all know he was a very accomplished uh, number ten. He played with a uh, he played with a lot of teams that with the greatest respect. They struggled, but because of him, he was able to keep them competitive. Um, he has been a major, major influence behind the rise of um, of Japan rugby um, and their ability and their confidence to use the ball. And, you know, they were, they were an organization that, or a country that we never took that seriously. And then all of a sudden, that they became competitive overnight, running the ball out from their own quarter, five eights going to the line with options. To drop the ball short or go long, and it was quite clear that from a coaching perspective, the Tony Brown influence uh, was alive and well. And obviously, alongside um, his great friend uh, Jamie Joseph, they were a tremendous duo. So I th- would think that if I was a Blues fan, I'd be very excited. And um, if I was a Blues player, I'd even be more excited, um, especially for the halves and the backs to have the opportunity to um, to talk to Tony, who will encourage them. And uh, and we all know he's a, he's a trickster. Um, so he will have his players going to the ball, going to the line with the ball. He will have players running angles and um, and running holes. And, um, and when it's the right time to go to the edge, he's, he's going to be fantastic in that um, area as well. And wasn't that long ago, was it? He was touted as potentially being involved at the All Black level.
1: Now, Ken Wyber, we, well, he's talking to Tony Brown and his new little team. Uh, the Blues, why not stay there? When you looked at this year's competition, for me, they sit outside the obvious two as far as a, a pre-tournament finalist favourite, as far as the Crusaders Chiefs. But the Blues, I guess there's a few guys in there. If they get it right, if they get on board the, the Vern Cotter train as it's uh, as it's going to be, it's going to be his way or the highway. And I'm thinking of Akita and, and Hoskins and, and Caleb Clark, who's making all the right noises as far as how trim he is. Those are three guys in particular that I guess if they fulfil and maybe... Take a bit of what Vern's going to bring. They could take this Blues team anywhere, couldn't
0: they? They potentially could. You know the absence of um, the absence of Bowden Barrett um, and the unfortunate um, broken jaw of the captain um, Petty, who's I understand's already had surgery and is re- and is recovering. Um, that's going to be significant um, significant losses for them um, as well. So how they how they balance that? And we always uh, know people. You'd know more than you would know more than most of us um, how they've tried to play with that ruck-and-run game, keep the ball alive. Um, those big back rowers going to the line and trying to trying to offload the ball um, and the tackle and, you know, Akira and Hoskins, um, they well and truly have got the potential to cut any team um, to pieces. And they were interesting omissions from the World Cup team um, last year. So I would have thought that 2024 is uh, another year for them and a new regime and a new environment. In- to make some noise with regard to an all-black jersey.
1: Now, Ken, if we look at the team very close to uh, your part of the world, the Canes, we've talked long and hard about this uh, already this year. There's a cusp of, well, a crop of players who are on the cusp of taking their game or have to take their game to a new level and uh, we're thinking about the Naholos and and Morbys and, and maybe even a Love or a Morgan or a Brett Cameron, there's opportunities for these guys, Baden-Sullivan, Proctor they're okay. on the verge of taking their game to the next, next level, if they get it right what can you see from the Hurricanes this year because obviously they've got no issues with halfbacks, they've got the most influential midfielder there is in the game and Geordie Barrett No Adi Savia, but boy, there's a lot of people there. If they were just to have that year and they do it combined, the Hurricanes, it could be something brewing there.
0: Yeah, well, I guess, um, mate, to to state what everybody else is um, saying, I would have thought that the All Black number 9 jersey in 2024 is Cameron Roygarts to lose at the moment. Um, he had a terrific um he had a terrific rugby world cup and many thought that maybe he could have played a little bit more in um in the bigger games the combined absence of um Adi Savier and Dane Coles uh, yeah. who have been such a major influence in um in the dressing room Monday to Friday and of course um uh, on the weekend and even i looked over some super rugby stats the other day and had a look at Adi's um, breakdown turnovers and where he was on the list of influential players in uh, 2023, he had a phenomenal year um, as well. Big shoes to fill for um, Duplessis Karifi if he's uh, he appears to me. I, I called the trial game against the Pacifica on um, on the weekend, and um, Duplessis was had a major say in everything. I saw far more. Um, as well stepping in for um stepping in for Dan Coles. Um, he's been fantastic uh, in the gym that I see somewhere he benched hundred ninety five kilos he's in great <laughs> form great form physically. Um, and I thought he had a pretty solid all-round game against minor Pacifica on um, last Friday, last Friday as well. Um, and clearly madejorordi Geordie Barrett, um Peter Umanga Jensen. And uh and Billy Proctor, yep. it's a wonderful midfield, you know, options um for them. You know, Billy I thought Billy was unlucky. Yes, um, not to have copped one of those outside uh back positions. And on top of that, as well as having a fantastic super rugby season, I thought Billy Proctor was close to the best player in the NPC um last year as well. Tall, fast, lean, and um, it's just a shame for anybody who plays thirteen in this era. That uh, Rico Ioane was uh, was born at the same time <laughs> as them because as long as he gets out of bed, he's going to be the All Black <laughs> centre on this form. Or, you know what I mean? Because yep. he's such a terrific yeah player. So I feel a bit for um uh, for Billy Proctor, and I would think that you know after um after what's occurred in the last twelve months or so, I don't think you'll get any debate from anybody that Jordy Barrett is the best number twelve in the game.
2: Ken, what about the Chiefs? When you look at the Chiefs, what excites you the most about them? Is it, say, seeing someone like a Quinn Chepaia back? Is it another season of Mone or Damien McKenzie or some of the young guns like Sammy Penny back again or Josh Lord? What excites you about that side?
0: Yeah, well, I guess Damien McKenzie, he's going to get the keys to the Ferrari, as they say. Um, he's, going to, he's going to wear the number 10 jersey. Um, and even though there's been no formal announcements and he won't be for a few months, um, I would be surprised if anybody else other than Damian McKenzie has been penciled in. If the, test had, if the All Blacks had to play a test tomorrow, Damian McKenzie more than likely will be the 10. Um, I thought that the best fullback in Super Rugby the last couple of years has been Sean Stevenson. I thought he was a very, very controversial omission from the Rugby World Cup team. Uh, last year, my understanding is he's finished the NPC with a big chip on his shoulder um not being called in and I think that's great um that'll make him angry that'll fire him up um, no doubt he's been uh, no doubt he's been training well and in uh, the boy Fina, well we saw from you know his little cameo at the elite level mm. now what a force um he is he's the same you know he's the same cut as um Shannon Frizzell and uh, Jerome Kynor, big strong aggressive carries the ball hard to tackle and a dominant defender on the blind side so I'll be, I'll be very interested to see um, with the other number sixes running around in the Super Rugby where Fino ends up. But uh, I think he's a very exciting prospect.
1: And Ken, I guess, I mean, I don't really need to or want to talk about them, but I guess we have to acknowledge them. The excellence of the Crusaders. Uh, can they can they get over the loss of, yep, the likes of White Lock? but can they get over the magician in the 10
0: jersey? Richie's up no, in they Japan. Can't.
1: They can't? They can't win it no, without him.
0: No, they can't. I saw a stat. I saw a stat. Uh, in fact, I think it was, and it was uh, Tamati Ellison told me himself that uh, the Crusaders with um, Richie Mong are on the park were something like ninety-two percent. Um, seven consecutive Super Rugby titles. In, in my mind, I know there's a lot of great players that have been uh, before him, but but no one, no one has led a team to seven consecutive uh, titles. Sam, Sam Whitelock, well, the great. Sir Colin Meads, rest in peace, uh, when he was still alive. I remember having a wonderful conversation um, with him one day and he was talking about, um, about Sam Whitelock and um, Colin actually ticked me off and I, I described him as one of the all-time greats of uh, world rugby and he ticked me off after the interview and said that, well, I was until Sam Whitelock came along. Um, <laughs> enormous influence, as you know. Uh, it, not, only, not only as a player, um, fantastic in the line-out, athlete, um, as you well know, Beaver a huge motor on Sam Whitelock. And, you know, not many people would know that if he played basketball, he would have played basketball for New Zealand. He's a superb um, athlete. But away from that, he was the absolute key for um, line-out analysis for our opposition, um, schooling new locks in that when they came in, um, you know, making sure that they're well-organised, well-prepared, very competitive, and he was the one that would pick and decide when they were going to go, when they weren't going to go in terms of contesting crucial lineouts. Um, and they are two enormous players um, in the game. Both of them, in my view, are headed to the Hall of Fame. Um, so, you know, can those two players be replaced? Uh, in my view, even no, they can't. Uh, the challenge is going to be, you know, can the next players get close um, to the quality that those two players um, have produced in recent years. But, you know, both of them already the all-time great players of our game.
2: Well, we head down to Dunedin now, Ken, and we talk about the Highlanders. Jamie Joseph is down there. What sort of impact do you think he will have as a director of rugby on this very young side? Can they be competitive?
0: Well, he's the only coach. Firstly, um, just to remind our listeners, he's the only coach in the history of the Highlanders that have delivered them a, uh, delivered them a title. In his time away um, from the Highlanders, uh, the work that he's done in, uh, in Japan and the work that he's done as a consultant coach around the world, whoever you talk to, is very, very highly, uh, highly regarded. We all know what kind of a coach he is. He's a, him and Clayton McMillan are carbon copies of each other. Uh, both hard men uh both tough guys both coach um, and mentor their players in an uncompromising uh way and as we do with the chiefs i would expect the highlanders under the jamie joseph um influence to be far more impactful in the in the physical area and in the contact zone that they have uh, that they have done previously it's a hallmark of that's a hallmark of his coaching um and, and he will know um, how good the talent is and nobody knows more than him how important it is that they win all those physical exchanges so for the highlanders um, it's going to be it's going to be a challenging year but i expect them to be competitive
2: very good absolutely great to chat to you ken thank you so much for your time for joining us on the program enjoy the first weekend of super rugby and we'll chat next week
0: my pleasure got it